Welcome to the Why Not Podcast, a show that celebrates uncertainties through various perspectives and possibilities. So you can inject some inspiration and a dash of that daredevil spirit in your everyday life. I'm your host, Belle Baldoza, a former radio DJ turned storyteller for tech unicorns and a self-confessed pop culture junkie who is on a constant quest to find life's meaning. Join me as we listen to various stories from brave people who found themselves taking the leap at the intersection of I don't know and I can by asking themselves, why not? Today, we're about to embark on yet another thought-provoking conversation that is very relevant to the times we're in with Margie Lin, a global marketer with a truly rich experience in developing world-class teams and campaigns in the technology space. Expect a wide array of interesting questions and views coming right up, so stay tuned all the way. Welcome to the Why Not Podcast, Margie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Val. I'm so pumped to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, out of your, I'm pretty sure, like very busy schedule. And so we're probably going to kick off with talking about like your very rich life journey, which I'm sure like a lot of people are very curious about. And I know that you've actually had a career spanning continents, spanning different verticals, taking you across from the agency world to the world of the academe to the world of technology startups. Startups. So maybe you could walk us through that journey and what keeps you busy these days. For sure. So when when we started discussing kind of why not, I was reflecting on on my life and thinking about how there's been a big why not almost every single year of of my life. And and I think the big ones were when when my then fiance said, Hey, let's move to Australia. And we had a one-way ticket down under. I'd never been there before. I had no job. I only had a few years of working on experience under my belt. And I said, why not? And, and I think, you know, it was a very rich experience and opened so many doors in terms of learning how to do my job, which at the time was in advertising planning in a very different market than the United States. And, and then from there, we... We went to Singapore, another one-way ticket, had never been there before, but why not? And I continued my journey on the advertising side, mm-hmm. working at agencies, had worked in Dentsu, the Japanese agency based here in Singapore, and had had the opportunity to help build a digital advertising agency at the time called Dentsu Mobius. And that was a great experience spanning across different categories and really found my groove in terms of building a team, doing work that we were really proud of, and seeking to be on the forefront of new media channels to help businesses achieve various objectives. And then came the opportunity to work at Uber. And uh, as, as an American who's very passionate about tech, I was like, why not? (laughs) Let's go. And, uh, you know, it was a really interesting time to jump ship from the agency that I was, I was general manager to, to go to Uber because it was a time when Susan Fowler had published the blog post about the challenges of being a woman in tech and specifically at Uber. And I had the opportunity to, renege on that if I wanted to, because I hadn't started, but I had accepted the job. But I thought, 
you know, this is an amazing opportunity for me to be a part of the change. And what a great time to join this company that I think is at the verge of a cultural evolution to to becoming a much more mature, hopefully diverse uh, organization. So again, that was a that was a big why not for me, and it was uncomfortable, but also really exciting to think about you know how I would have to adjust my skill set and think differently how I was contributing to the business on the client side versus the the agency side. And then as you 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 know <laughs> very well though we. <laughs> You know, then had a big curveball thrown at us at, at Uber when Grab acquired Uber Southeast Asia business. And for me, you know, I thought, you know, why not give this a shot and transition to Grab and see how a business in the same category operates differently, different culture, uh, different business strategy. Of course, it was pursuing more of a super app strategy versus Uber that was really focusing deeply on on transport at the time. So again, you know, why not take this learning opportunity and see what I can derive from it and how I can add value to the organization by being me and and playing to my strengths. So you know, there's there's been a lot of why nots in in my life professionally and and personally, and I think that. That, that change and that dynamism in our life really is what uh, makes it beautiful and, and exciting. Yeah, and I love that that journey, which has led you from the US to Australia and now in Singapore, where you've spent like what, the past decade of your life yeah. has been really propelled, right? Like by, by a series of turning points into unknown, you know, ventures that has actually like worked for you from both a professional and personal level as well. And so I wanted to dive deep a bit into the latest turning point, right? That like that you've actually encountered amidst all of the why nots that you've bravely embraced. Certainly like right now in this extraordinary year that is 2020, you have courageously embraced yet another why not as you actually yep. like had encountered another turning point in your life where you decided to, you know, like make another life pivot, a career pivot uh, <laughs> at, at such a time where, you know, a global pandemic is raging. It's obviously been a time of reflection for people. So maybe you can share a little bit more about this latest why not moment at this point. What made you decide to, to make this pivot at such a point in time? So my, my latest why not was, was deciding to leave Grab, leaving a great job at a great company in the midst of this global pandemic. And, and I think that for me throughout my career, it's always been about ensuring that I, I'm focused on, you know, what's what's challenging, what's fulfilling, and ensuring that I, I keep this delicate balance of my professional and personal life on the right equilibrium. And, you know, for me, I think that it was time to make a big decision. I feel really grateful that I can continue to be in the driver's seat and make these decisions, you know, based on 
a different level on that Maslow's hierarchy, <laughs> right? So I definitely was fortunate. I, I, I don't think there's another word. I'm fortunate to have been in a position to say, hey, it's time to, it's time to pivot. And, you know, there was, there was a number of, of, of things that had come to, come to a head where I felt, hey, this is, this is the right time for me to make a change. And to be in a position to make that change was uh, incredi- incredibly privileged. I think that's a very brave statement, right, to actually make. And, and I think it's very honest of you to admit that not everyone has the privilege to make certain decisions about their career, especially at a time where obviously like there's a lot of external circumstances that will affect that decision-making process somehow. And if you are constrained with your finances, for example, or you're constrained with, I don't know, residency requirements, right? Not everyone is blessed to be able to say, I am making my next move and I am continuing to be in charge of what's next in my career or what's next in my life. So thank you so much for that. That's actually really inspiring um, to hear. And it's also like a reminder uh, for people like myself that not everyone has the luxury of making those decisions. But I also think that like it's also down to you actually having been able to muster up the courage to embrace your previous why nots and work hard uh, to reach this point as well. While you are incredibly privileged, we also couldn't discredit the amount of work, right? That's like you put in to, to actually reach this point. So what I wanted to also kind of dive deep into, right? After you've, you've made this really important decision this year, the latest of a string of big decisions in your life, what are some of the biggest learnings um, that you've encountered so far? And, and let's talk about both the good side of it, as well as like, some of the painful truths also that you've uncovered. For me, the biggest learning and and perhaps there's a bit of learning and kind of hindsight within this, which is my morning routine is so important for the outlook of my day. And I somehow lost that over the years. I lost the control of my day by not establishing and having the discipline to stick to a morning routine that I knew was going to set me up for, for success. And I think that has been the biggest learning after having made my latest transition is that I've reset. And, and now my morning routine is, is very regimented. And I, you know, I get up at, at six, I put my workout clothes on, I find my YouTube workout video. I do my YouTube stretch video. I do my aromatherapy <laughs> inhalation. And anyone who's around me has to, to do the inhalation as well. And, you know, and then I, I get dressed and, and can start my day. And I think that I didn't realize how important that was for me until I had lost it. And, and now I've got that back and just feel so much uh, energy by by being in control of what my outlook is going to be for the day, and, and and that's that's something that I've I've really gotten back in touch with. And you know, the other thing is, I love to play and I love to compete, and so 
you add that with just an innate curiosity. And I've had the opportunity to take on a, a new sport. I've just started fencing. I, I've, I've just, I've picked it up and now I'm, I'm fencing a few times a week, learning the sport. And it's this beautiful blend of athleticism and mental rigor that is so fulfilling to me. And I'm so glad that's back in my life. That's awesome. Because I know you used to play basketball, right? I played a little bit of basketball. I was competitive on the court for volleyball growing up. I love a good sport. And to pick up a new sport is is really exciting. Now, it's a little bit different at my age. I'm officially in the veterans uh, competing category. Which is, uh, it, it, you know, takes a little bit of my pride, but I think, you know, it's going to be a great endeavor for me to continue. Obviously, like you wouldn't have picked up revisiting your morning routine, right? And actually using that as a centerpiece or how you map out your day. And obviously picking up this new uh, sport and and finding a new love in fencing. I think like these things, like you wouldn't have probably like realized this or come across this like while you were kind of trapped in the grind, right? And so that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's great. And I feel so energized because I feel like I had lost touch with that. And I think that's very much a personal failure to be able to have strayed far away from the things that are really important to me and ensure that I bring my full self to both my professional life and my personal life because they're so intertwined now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially this year where we are actually really forced to revisit what do we have back home, right? And and actually center on that we talked about the invigorating side, like rediscovering yourself, you're rediscovering your routine and finding a new passion in a new sport. But like, was there anything that you've struggled with, you know, like following this entire turning point that you're kind of working through right now? Look, I'm glass half full and I very much focus on the opportunity and the possibility of the decisions that I've made and accepting some of the downsides that that comes with that. And I think, you know, if I was to reflect on some of the, the, the biggest challenges, you know, it's, it's really the reflection of, oh my gosh, was this, the, was this the right thing to do? Am I, you know, am I crazy for having left, you know, this great company and, and this great position to, the uncertainty of not knowing what's next. And, and I think that, you know, that's been the biggest challenge is that acceptance of, of the decision that, that I've made and being very comfortable with the opportunity that lies ahead. I would say that from a responsibility perspective, you know, I've got three kids, my husband's running a startup and, I think that you do second guess yourself to say, was this the right thing to do for my family? Because it isn't just about me anymore. And, you know, that probably has been the biggest challenge is accepting that and continuing to move on and, and really think about 
what's next and not letting the past then hold you back. Right. And I think it's important to have a sense of, you know, like a resolve, right? Like a firm resolve, knowing that because of your track record and embracing uncertainty, like in the past, that certain resolve that things will eventually work out and you'll be able to like map your way forward. And just talking about moving forward, right? Like what were some of the doors that have opened for you since you've actually made this decision? So I, I've had the opportunity to reconnect with my network and and have conversations about different companies, different roles, complete different career paths. And there have been doors that have opened through those conversations. You know, some of those doors are in the realm of academia where, you know, it would be playing on different strengths and different passion points to pursue those where maybe I could, why not go go full-time into academia, pursue my PhD, think about teaching full-time. It's interesting to be in control, be in the driver's seat of, of what's next. And, you know, the, the other side is, you know, the, the opportunities in tech because of this, digitization, there have been so many different roles and opportunities within tech as well to think about the possibilities of, you know, getting back into it and, you know, thinking about what context within tech and tech marketing that that I could potentially plug into. And, you know, I'm going to tell you those two sides of the spectrum are really interesting to to think about. And those doors wouldn't have opened had I not had the mindset of closing the other and being okay with closing and saying, okay, I'm going to close this chapter and give myself the opportunity to talk to my network, explore the possibilities, think about very, very different pathways forward and really get deep into the exploration of those. So I have the opportunity, I hope, to make a decision that is is going to be really fulfilling and exciting as a next step. Well, I have no doubt that like you will eventually make a, a great decision, but I, I really love that reference to reconnecting with your network. Again, something that like you probably have not really had the time to do like amid the daily grind in that sense. And and I think that allows you to kind of soak in different perspectives and obviously like open up to like different opportunities as a result of those interactions. So So I think that's really great. And I'm super excited uh, to see what your next play would be like as a result or as a byproduct. (laughs) Me too, Val. I'm also excited. (laughs) (laughs) I think you've shared a wealth of inspiration and I would say like a very honest reflection about the why not moments that you've embraced so far in your life and the latest why not moment that has propelled you to make the jump uh, and and what you've discovered since then. I couldn't stress this enough, but 2020 has been such a forcing function for people to reevaluate what is important in their lives. I would say emphasize the importance of finding meaning whether it's in your professional or your personal life. And I'm pretty sure from the conversations that I've had with people in my network as well, that 
they are also in the same boat. They're kind of thinking about what's next for me. If my tomorrow is not guaranteed and there will be no next day for me, like what, what am I putting in, in prime importance in my life right now? Right. And so I think a lot of people are in that kind of mood of reflection as someone who's had an excellent track record and embracing uncertainty in various ways and making that work for them and mapping their way forward, what would your advice be to people when it comes to making decisions right now about whether, like, where to take their career or their life next? I, I think in my experience, the the best advice that, that I've received and, and that's really instilled in me from my, my brothers in particular, which is having an unwavering confidence in yourself and your capability and knowing that you can contribute and add value to a company and your job is to believe in yourself and, and your capability. And that's the first step for a company to start to see the possibilities. And I don't think that, you know, having, you know, a month, two months, three months, six months, probably even a year break to reflect on, you know, what it is that gets you excited to go to work and what it is that gets you motivated to do your absolute best and the environment that enables you to do that authentically, however long that takes, I think you should take it and then be very confident in what you are bringing to that organization. And then it just becomes about finding that team, finding that, that business that, that sees the value that you bring. But my advice then would be boiled down to making sure that you do reflect and you know what it is that you're great at, you know, knowing your superpower and, and then being very confident that that's what you bring. And that's you uniquely bringing that to a team and to a business and um, not stopping short of finding the opportunity that is going to let you do you in a way that can help drive value for the business that you join. I love that. Those are really wise words because I think there's also a lot of fixation about finding the next cool job or finding the next high paying role. But at the same time, these things won't really work out. Like if you don't know, or you don't really tap into your own strengths as a person and you're not able yeah. to manifest that and showcase that so that others can see it as well. So I think that's definitely great advice. Having that confidence uh, to know what's good in you and making people understand that too. So thank you so much uh, for sharing your journey and your wisdom with us, Margie. Thanks, Val, for having me. It's, it's always great connecting with you. You're certainly one of those people in my network who I was excited to, to have a coffee with and Look at you now. This is a great podcast and it's, it's such a nice contribution to the world. Thank you for having this conversation with me and taking the time. And thank you for listening to the Why Not podcast. We hope we've helped inspire and empower you to ask yourself why not and find out what's next for you. 
For everyone who's tuned in, we would appreciate it if you could show some love for this podcast by leaving us a review on this channel or feel free to send us questions, suggestions, rants, and raves all welcome at hello at whynotpodcast.com. For the latest and greatest, follow us on our social media channels at whynotthepodcast. Until next time, sending good vibes your way. Bye!